Welcome to A Life Invested, a podcast dedicated to helping you create the lifestyle of your dreams by investing in people, assets, and yourself. I'm your host, Roger Comstock. All right, my friends, welcome, welcome back to A Life Invested. I am so grateful to have you here, and I am especially grateful today to have an exceptional guest with us. This is Evan Carmichael. I uh, love, look up to, and highly respect this individual. He has accomplished so much, and his story is remarkable. If you haven't read the book, Built to Serve, I would highly, highly recommend it. I'm sure we're going to be talking a little bit about that today. But Evan believes in entrepreneurs. Uh, Gary Vaynerchuk called him the DJ who inspires people, and Ed Milette called him the modern-day Napoleon Hill. At 19, he built, he built and sold a biotech software company. At 22, he was a venture capitalist, raising $500,000 to $15 million. He now runs a YouTube channel for entrepreneurs with over 3 million subscribers and 500 million views. That is incredible. He's written four books and speaks globally. He wants to solve the world's biggest problem. People don't believe in themselves enough. Forbes named him one of the world's top 40 social marketing talents, and Inc. named him one of the 100 great leadership speakers and 25 social media keynote speakers you need to know. And I would second that. You definitely need to know him. He's the best of the best. He set two world records, uses a trampoline and stand-up desk, owns Canada's largest salsa dance studio where he met his uh, his wife and has a giant Doritos bag in front of him all day long to remind him that he's stronger than the Doritos. Uh, Toronto is his home. He's a husband, father, League of Legends fan, and Timo Maine. Evan, welcome to the show, brother. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, Roger. Great to be here. Dude, it is so good to uh, to have you here, man. Thank you. Thank you for taking time with us. Um, I know from your book, you've built your whole entire business and life around this idea of belief um, and believing in yourself and others. Tell us a little bit about how that came to be and why that's the case. So I think everybody has a single most important core value. And when you figure out what that is, it gives you alignment and direction for the rest of your life. Like if you had to pick, Roger, what's your most important core value? Um, I would, I would say like, uh, just love I, anytime any individual comes away from me, I want to make sure they feel valued and important. Right. So we'll, I mean, go with love. And if you had more time to think about it, maybe you still land on love, maybe, maybe you come up with something else, but you know, love gives you a filter for how you see the world. So the guests that you want to have on, if I know that your most important core value is love, it, I know the kinds of people that you're going to have on the show. You're not going to have people come out on the show, like spewing negativity and, hate and this guy said this and drama and and all sorts of chaos. If you are ever unhappy, it's because there's a lack of love somewhere, lack of self-love, lack of love in a relationship, lack of love in the business, lack of love for the work that you're doing. And for me, it's all belief. Like If I'm ever unhappy, it's because there's a lack of belief, lack of belief in myself or lack of belief in what I'm working on. I don't think these projects are worth doing anymore or lack of belief in my team. There's a lack of belief somewhere. And so I think as people go through the exercise to figure out the most important core value, it just shines a light on what makes you come alive as well as, you know, if you're not happy, then you're missing that core value in some area of your life or business. And so for me, belief for you is love for people watching is going to be something else. Um, but I found that to be an incredibly helpful tool uh, as a way to navigate life. I love that. Thank you very, very much for sharing. I really, really appreciate it. Um, how were you able to identify belief as your core uh, kind of value and identity? What is it that allowed you to arrive there? I know in your book, you walk readers through how they can identify what's most important to them. How did you come to belief? Yeah. So how I came to it may not be prescriptive. I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily recommend it because uh, it was slow. 
and I didn't I didn't even know what I was doing. I mean, I think a lot of times we we stumble upon things and then in our pain and in our journey and in our learnings, we then try to make it easier for other people. And, and like in what you're doing and the message you're sharing, how did you come to it? Well, it wasn't just prescriptive. You've you've slowly figured something out through a lot of mistakes and errors and uh, and then you want to make it easy for other people. Like, hey, don't screw up like I did. Like, here's what you should do instead. It's a lot faster. So in my books, I talk about a process that's way faster than what I did. But if you want to know the story of how I came with mine, I just felt like I, I could be doing more. Hmm. I think a lot of us, especially entrepreneurs in the audience, feel like, man, like I, I could be doing more with what I'm doing. You know, like I might be ahead of whoever, my high school classmates or my parents or whatever. It was like, but I've got like not just one more gear, but 50 more gears and I don't know how to access it. I started with my website and I looked at my website and figured my website needs a new tagline. I don't know what to call my website. Like it's evancarmichael.com, but I need a tagline. What do I call it? And I had all these different taglines and I wasn't happy with any of them. And I seemed to be switching it every you know month or so. And then I realized, huh, you know, this isn't just a tagline I need for my website or my business. It's something that I need for me that then I bring to my business. And so... I wrote down a whole bunch of different ideas and believe was on that list, but it felt too simple. I felt like it had to be a sentence for some reason. I don't know why. And then we come up with these, these things, right? Belief felt too big. Like, who am I to be the believe guy? Because there's so many other people talking about believe. Like, who am I to be the believe guy? And it's funny how we talk ourselves down from the big ideas. Like, who are you to be the love guy, Roger? Are you kidding me? It's like the most powerful word in the world. And you're going to be the love guy out of all of the great people. Like this is what often happens in our head. We talk ourselves down from these big ideas. And so the next day I came back and I liked the word believe, but then I tried to just add more to it. And then the next day I came back and I, I said, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to do believe. Nothing else felt right. And I didn't just go all in on it. I tested it. So my first test was I sent out a newsletter talking about Believe. And it became my best newsletter. It had the highest click-through rate, the highest number of comments. My sister saw it and said, hey, I actually read that newsletter. That was pretty good. It's like, yeah, great. And it's not that it's a magic word. It's just, it's just the magic one for me. And then we made a video about Believe. And my best video on my channel at that time had 100,000 views in a year. And I was so proud, like, oh my God, we hit 100,000 views on a video. This is like insane, man. We're growing. We're making it. <laughs> I'm making it, Roger. 100,000 views on a video. And we did one on Believe and it hit 100,000 views in a month. Wow. And, and again, it's not that that's the right word. It's just the right one for me. And so as I gained more confidence with it, I slowly experimented with more things until eventually just building the whole brand around it. But it took me again way longer than it can for somebody else. So that's why I created tools to help people identify those things a lot faster and go all in on it. Thank you so much for sharing. I appreciate you so much, Evan. Thank you. Um, I love the process you went through. And I would I, I would think that for most people, that's what it will be like a, a little bit slower. And I think that's okay. Sometimes people, Gary Vee actually talks about this too. One of the biggest kind of pandemics that we're uh, facing in the world today is everybody thinking that it has to be super fast, right? We're kind of caught in the middle of the story of the tortoise and the hare. And a lot of people become the hare, right? They're, they're racing to the finish line and they kind of rush success and that can cause some challenges. And so I, I really appreciate that it took 
you know, you a little bit to kind of figure out what exactly um, you wanted to focus your life and business around. And I think most people will find some comfort in that, right? Listening to the show, they'll feel like, hey, it's it's okay if I don't know exactly what mine is right now. I can take some time to really kind of hone in on what that looks like. We all know the end of the story of the tortoise and the hare and the, the tortoise wins, right? Through consistency and slowly moving forward to a an end goal. And so I, I really, uh, really appreciate that and your perspective. I, I want to once again, put a plug in for your book and who you are as a person. Um, I'm, I'm very grateful to have Evan here. His book is uh, one of the best out there. So please go, go read at least he's got multiple books, but read built to serve. If you're trying to figure out how you can find more purpose, fulfillment, and meaning in your life uh, and, and really understand what you can do to make a positive dent in the world for, for other people. I'm just so thankful for the work that you're doing. Tell us about this Doritos bag. I'd imagine that's the one right there in the back. I wish the viewers or the listeners could see that, but tell us about how you uh, came up with this idea and why you keep the Doritos bag there. So this is a big bag of Doritos. That when is it, a big it, bag. <laughs> I, I'm holding it up, but it's, it's big when it's, when it's behind me, it's, it's kind of small and looks like a little kid size pack, but this is, this is like a half human, you know, giant size bag of Doritos. <laughs> And this is one of the things that's a little harder to to connect with me on. Like, believe is a pretty easy message for people to connect with me. Um, the Doritos one is a little harder. So people ask me, you know, why is Doritos sponsoring your videos? Uh, can't you have a healthier sponsor? You know, why are you promoting junk food? And like, hey, if Doritos knew why I had them up on my wall, they would never want to sponsor me. My strategy is called Damn the Doritos. And this is what I do for myself, and it's not necessarily prescriptive for other people. So take it or leave it if you think that it works for you. When you're on a diet, the number one thing that people say is like, get rid of all the junk food from your house, right? Like, just don't be tempted. Whatever it is for you, uh, Oreos or candy or mine is Doritos, right? Like, I'm, I'm holding this, Roger. My mouth is watering. <laughs> it's hard for me to talk. Like, I want to eat those this things whole bag are good. Right yeah, they are good. <laughs> but I love Doritos. This is this is my weakness, Doritos, and. So the number one advice is to get rid of all the junk food from your house so you're not tempted. And I think that's a good maybe first strategy. But I think ultimately, if you play that out, what ends up happening is you are basically training yourself to only excel in a certain very specific environment. So what happens when you go on vacation? What happens when you go to a Christmas party? What happens when like you're just going to destroy all the food because you've trained yourself you can only win when it's a perfect little environment. And so I don't want to make decisions that make me feel weak. And that's one of them. So if if you break your leg, you get crutches and you get a cast. Cool. But I don't want to be in crutches the rest of my life. I want to be able to walk again and then run again. And so if you need to get rid of the junk food, at least for me, temporarily, cool. But I want it right back in because I, I want to feel like I'm stronger than the Doritos. That the Doritos do not own me. I own the Doritos. Like my mind is in charge, even though I want to eat this whole thing. And so that's the strategy. It's called damn the Doritos. And, and it generally is... I'm trying to make decisions that make me feel good about myself and strong. So there's a bunch of those elements, like when people have um, with the cell phone, you know, like you have an alarm for the morning. So, so many people hit the snooze button once. So the advice becomes, well, put the, put the cell phone in the kitchen so that you hear it and you have to get up and get out of bed. That's another one of those things. Like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to make decisions that make me feel weak. So if that was one of those things, I'd want to have the cell phone right next to me and I would just want to wake up and hit off and get up. And so I'm trying to train myself to fight the the urges and the temptations because I think that's where you end up building a lot of 
self-confidence. So damn the Doritos, Roger. Damn the Doritos. I love that, man. What, what, what advice would you give to people that uh, subscribe to that type of idea? Like in order to be successful, they have to get rid of the Doritos or they have to move their phone to a different room. How is it that you've been able to change kind of the paradigm around what the world is, is um, kind of putting out there as a solution? You're saying, no, instead of what all of these influencers are saying in order to be successful, just kind of look at the challenge right in the face and uh, figure out a way to be able to uh, kind of push through it. What what advice would you give to people that are are learning how to do that? I would say just see what works for you. Mm, I love so that. there was just something about the way that that came across that it just did not feel right for me. It felt like, what am I training myself to be? I'm I'm I feel like I'm telling myself I'm not capable of being in a room with a bag of Doritos. I feel like that at least, and that may not be right, but that's if that's my interpretation of it, then it becomes right for me. And that's what I'm telling myself, that I am not strong enough to be in a room with, with Doritos, or I'm not capable to be in the room with my cell phone and the alarm goes off and it hits news. Like I'm not capable. And I, I don't like that narrative. And so for people who are watching, listening, if that doesn't connect with you, like if you love the message of, yeah, you put it in the other room and it just works super well for you, amazing, go off and do it. It just, I want to teach myself to do difficult things, Roger. You know, when, like when people say, a lot of my contemporaries say, when you're nervous, don't say you're nervous, say you're excited because it's the same feeling, your heart's beating, your hands are sweaty, whatever. Just tell yourself you're excited. And, and that, these are really successful people, my contemporaries. I don't like that, Roger. No, I like, I want it's, I'm scared. And you know what? I do scary things. So that's the identity that I want to build. And so I guess it's just, it's it's my least prescriptive thing because it's the hardest one to model and it doesn't necessarily work for everybody. But if if you're finding that these typical methods are not working for you, this might be an alternative model. Well, it really fits with your um, your value system too. The fact it's it's all about belief. Like you believe that you have the power to have the Doritos there and be just fine. Or you believe you could have the phone next to your bed and and do just fine. And I, I love that the kind of the central message that you propagate is self-belief, right? That you can do hard things. You can become whoever you want to become. So it's really cool that you're living those principles too. You're actually walking the walk. I, I respect that uh, very, very much. Um, there's a book inside, or there's a chapter, excuse me, inside of your book entitled, you, You're Never Done Growing. And I like this a lot. Uh, you've experienced wild amounts of success and you started off um, on a completely different end of the spectrum. For those that have read the book, you're super stoked at this first kind of job that you, you were an entrepreneur, you were trying to grow a business with a friend and you and your sweetheart would go grab like some fries from Mickey D's when you guys had um, an exciting thing happen in the business. And now you've risen to um, extreme amounts of success. Uh, you're widely known wherever you go and you're continuing to grow. And so how would you, um, what advice would you give to people that are experiencing success and um, want to continue developing and progressing, that they don't ever feel like they've arrived. That you're just getting started. I love that. I'm just getting started, dude. I'm just getting started. I love it, man. I'm just getting started. I mean, I posted a video on my YouTube channel today, this morning, about my plan for 35 million subscribers. Let's go. Dude. I know you're going to be there, man. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know how it's scary, dude. I don't know how it took me. It took me 14 years to get the 3.6 million. How am I going to get the 35? I don't know. And I, I laid out my 10, 
10 paths of what I think I'm going to try to do. And I have no idea if any of those will work or not, but I'm trying. And so when you come on and you say, hey, Ev I mean, Evan's here. He had whatever is in my bio, three, whatever million subscribers in my head. I'm like, dude, I'm just getting started. Like, that's nothing. How, how do you, uh, from where you're at, what allows you to have that paradigm and perspective in comparison to thinking, wow, I've accomplished a ton. Um, I'm, I'm kind of ready to go here. How have you been able to maintain the idea of, Hey, I'm just, I'm just getting rolling here. So I think first that depends on how you're feeling about yourself. Love so this, this is actually a self-love question because when you are low on yourself, you have low self-love today. The last thing you need to tell yourself is that you're just getting started and you suck because that, that is actually counterproductive. That's when you have to look back, I think, and say, wow, look at everything I've done. Holy cow. Like if you're looking at your show, like I've had these guests on and I started this podcast and the, the Roger from 10 years ago would have never imagined that he'd be here having his podcast, talking to people, sharing his message. Like what, what is even happening? What is my life right now? Like you are an impossibility to the Roger from 10 years ago, right? Roger in, in 2013 would say, there's no way you're going to do that, Roger. And yet here you are and you've done it. And so looking backwards can be really helpful when you're feeling low because you don't need like the, the push is not going to help. You need a hug, not a push. If you're in a, if you're in a uh, better spirit, if you're in a, like you're full up on the self-love, the last thing that you actually need is more compliments of how good you are. And like all the great things you've done, you're just like, let's go. Like I'm ready to, I suck. Tell me why I suck. I have a show. My podcast is called tell me why I suck. And I have experts come on who are good at different things. And they they tell me why I suck at something because because I, I don't take that as I suck as a human. It's like I suck at a skill. I suck at blank. So teach me how to do this thing so I can get better. And in the position of tell me why I suck, it's giving people permission to be honest with me. Because if I say, hey, Roger, how can I blank? You may not give me the full truth, but I say, Roger, why do I suck at this thing? And you'll tell me like the actual truth. And so I think to answer that question really depends on what your mental state is. If you are in, if your self-love is low, then you need the gratitude and the backwards looking like I'm, I'm an impossibility. Like, look how much stuff we've done. And if your self-love is high and it's, it's like, it'll oscillate. You'll have days where like you're on top of the world and days where you feel like crap. Cool. But on days we're on top of the world, it's like, okay, dude, Roger, awesome. But come on, man, like this Let's go, man. What are we doing here? This is this is the thing that we're so excited to buy. Come on, we got to go kick some ass. What great advice. Thank you so much for sharing. I'm going to recommend a book. Uh, this one Evan didn't write, but it's very much so in line with what he's just taught. It's called The Gap and the Gain um, by Dan Sullivan. Really, really good. I recommend it to kind of piggyback off of what Evan just shared. Um, what advice would you give to your 20-year-old self, Evan, right now? If you could go back and chat with him. So... I used to hate this question because one, like I can't go back and talk to 20 year old Evans. Yeah. So I don't really <laughs> yeah. look backwards, <laughs> but then I learned to love it because if you think about it, whatever you would go back and tell 20 year old Roger, 80 year old Roger would tell you the same thing for current day Roger. That's right. Yeah. So whatever your lesson is to 20 year old you, you still need that now just on a higher level. So the message for me would be more belief. Like 20-year-old Evan, be, dude, why are you struggling with that? Come on, like you know where we're gonna go. Like, dude, believe in yourself and just start your thing. Are you kidding me right now? And 80-year-old Evan's looking at, I'm how old am I now? I'm 43. 80-year-old Evan's looking at 43-year-old Evan with the exact same thing. It's like, dude, 
35 million is nothing compared to what we're going to do. How do you not believe yourself to do that? Come on, man, let's go. Uh, and so, and yours would be something around love. It's like 20 year old Roger needed more love in his life. And, and now you've done a lot more, but eight year old is looking back at, you know, current day Roger and say, dude, like there's still 18 levels of love that you haven't even unlocked yet. Let's go. That's a, uh, that's stellar advice, man. Thank you so much. I hope everybody listening has a, a pen and a piece of paper out taking some notes because this is really good stuff that can make a really positive difference in people's lives. So thank you very, very much for what you're sharing. Um, I know a lot of people will be interested in this. It's something I'm, I'm very uh, much so interested in as well, but what does your daily routine look like? And the reason I want to uh, kind of preface this uh, with this comment, uh, there influencers all over the place are putting messages out saying you have to have this routine in order to be successful. And I don't buy any of that. I actually prescribe to your ideology that you mentioned earlier of I do the thing with the Doritos because it works for me. And I believe people can have different routines that work for them individually based off of what their goals are and what they're trying to accomplish. But what what are you currently doing in your daily routine that allows you to be able to experience the success that you're you're enjoying? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I see our, our morning routine as as like wearing a hoodie. And you need to have something. You're not walking around naked. So you need to wear <laughs> yeah. something. But chances are like my hoodie is not going to be perfectly tailored to fit you. Or your audience, but that hoodie and looks so, good on you, man. By the way, I love that hoodie. Thank you. Yeah, it took a while to get because it's all of the gold. It's a custom hoodie, anyway. It looks sharp. Um, and so we look at these people's routines, and we get defeated when we say, "Well, here's what the Rock does every morning. Like, why can't I do that? Why can't I wake up at X time and go do all these sets and whatever else that he does?" Totally. Um, like he wakes up, was it four or five hours when he's on set? He wakes up four or five hours before his call time to go work out for four or five hours, right? And then and then he goes and he does his full day of acting. Like, I think that's crazy, right? Like, that is crazy. I'd rather have some rest. But for him, it works. Amazing, right? So the key thing is when you get inspired by any of these things, it's you try it on. Try it on for a day. See what happens. And you might need to adjust somewhere to make it fit you. So use us, I'll give you my routine, but use, you know, for people watching, listen, use it as inspiration for something to, to test and try out as opposed to saying, well, it has to be this one. Anybody who tells you it has to be this way, it just has to be that way for them where everybody's got to find their own path. So for me, I wake up, I mean, it starts with the night before where I wake up and I don't set an alarm. So I don't set anything before 10 o'clock in the morning. Cause if I set something earlier, uh, I'll stress out about not waking up on time. And then, and then I'll, I'll, I'll not, I won't have a good sleep. So I'll usually wake up around six 30 to seven 30, but I don't set anything until 10. So I have enough time to do everything that I want to do. Um, I'll wake up usual, like go to the bathroom, weigh myself, brush my teeth, scrape my tongue, you know, all that, all that fun stuff. Maybe scrape the tongue is a little weird one. Um, and then within 15 minutes, I got to be outside. So 15 minutes, I set a timer, Roger. So like from the, my, my feet hit the ground, timer goes off on my phone. And within 15 minutes, I need to get outside. So I got a bathroom, weigh myself, brush my teeth, scrape my tongue, floss my teeth, feed the dogs and get outside in 15 minutes. Um, that's part of my thing every morning. And then I'll go on what I call the believe walk. And my believe walk is I, I try to get inspiration. So being outside helps me. I, I, it's easy for me to get inspired when I'm like outside of my usual environment and I'm out, I'm out doing something in nature. 
I'll play a video from my own channel. Like I make videos still for me, but then I share with the world. Like I want the content. I want Elon Musk and Oprah in my ear every morning because I got to have a great day today, but then tomorrow I wake up and I'm like starting over again. Like I'm talking to Roger is great. Amazing. And then tomorrow I wake up. It's like, what am I doing again today? Right. So like I need, I need that injection. And so that's probably the most important part is like getting outside, going for a 15 to 30 minute walk and having a video on to inspire me because I come home feeling connected to what I'm doing every day, especially for the entrepreneurs kind of working from home. Uh, it can be really rough when you're by yourself and you're trying to build something that, you know, it's like, how do you maintain that, mo uh, that motivation and momentum? Um, I'll, I'll check in on, on social media. I'll depends how much time I have left now by the time I get back, but 10 AM is my first official work chunk. 10 to 12 is focused work. Uh, 12 to three, I go for a three hour walk outside and I'm working on like, that's not just chilling. That's me answering social media. That's me answering my emails. That's me taking phone calls. That's me doing, you know, whatever I need to be doing. Um, I try to work outside and then, uh, three to five is more focused work. So we're talking here. It's like three fifty-five on a, on a, what day is Thursday afternoon, right? It's part of my focus work chunk. Then it'll be, uh, Read for half an hour with the family, sauna, cold plunge, dinner, and then, you know, whatever else happens throughout the night. What a great schedule. I want to highlight just a couple of things and I want to respect Evan's time. Um, I'm so grateful to have him here. I'm just going to ask him two more questions if that's okay. But I just want to highlight um, something really important that he shared. We live in a culture that just is a big fan of like, go, go, go now, 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 like nonstop. And it's like, wake up at four in the morning, go until 11 o'clock at night, get five hours of sleep and start all over again. And um, that's not super conducive to large amounts of success. That's conducive to a, a great deal of burnout. Uh, but people feel or think that that's the way to be successful. If we, One of the things I love about Evan's schedule, and there's a great book that teaches the same, it's called The Relentless Elimination of Hurry, right? Is this idea that you don't have to be going nonstop um, in order to enjoy large amounts of success. I think because Evan's schedule is conducive to creativity and growth um, and development, he's able to build right during the day. He doesn't start anything big until 10 o'clock. He's waking up in the morning. He's going on these walks, allows him to be thinking and uh, growing and, and really creating right this lifestyle that he enjoys so much. And so I think that's great um, advice for people, right? It's okay to slow down and they don't have to feel like uh, they're conditioned to 400,000 results in milliseconds, like Google right, teaches. It's a, it's a great way to live life. So thank you for sharing. Last two questions here, I'd say is, um, first, how do you approach challenges? Because everybody has them. I know you've got them, you've had them. Uh, it's part of life. And so when you encounter a challenge, what allows you to figure out a solution instead of cower away from it? Scary, difficult, the harder trigger words. So if I say it, if I think it, if I feel it, I can't have the Drudas here because that's that's hard. Cool. Now I got to do it just because. So I shortcut my brain out of the equation. If I say, think, feel, write, scary, difficult, or hard, I have to do it just because. What a great way to live life. I love that. Thank you. Um, la last question for Evan. And again, I just want to express my gratitude for having you here, brother. Thank you. Thank you. A million times. Uh, I'm really interested in your answer here. How would you define um, success and happiness? Everybody defines them differently, but how do you define them? Success for me is waking up and feeling like what I'm going to do today matters. Mm. I get to pick who I'm working with, what I'm working on, but 
that I get to feel like today is going to matter. And happiness, I would split between excitement and purpose. So you can get happiness from some some jolt, like you got a great comment or you eat a chocolate bar or whatever. You get this like sugar rush of excitement, which is great. Chase those. Awesome. But the the underlying consistent ongoing happiness is fulfillment, which is feeling like you're going to do something that's going to matter. Like people will watch this show or listen to this episode and maybe it hits a million people or maybe it hits 10 people. But for one of those 10, it's like this is the life changing episode for them. And if you can connect to the purpose of what you're doing every day, I think that's the path for long-term excitement. Uh, sorry, long-term happiness with little chunks of excitement along the way as well. Those are great definitions. Evan, thank you so much for being on the show today. I just love, appreciate, and uh, respect you, my friend, truly. Thank you for all the good that you're doing in the world. Um, once again, everybody go follow Evan Carmichael. Um, you can find him all over the place. He even has threads now, just barely came out. He's already got it. I just noticed on his Instagram. So you can find him on Instagram. He's got a very large community there, obviously a very large community on YouTube. And his content is the best. It's so, so good. You're going to feel better about life, yourself, what you're trying to accomplish by following and uh, listening to Evan. And so I just feel blessed, honestly, to have had you on the show today. Thank you so much, my friend. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Roger. Appreciate you, brother. Have an incredible day. Enjoy your evening. Take care. Thanks so much, man. You too. 